you're listening to The Bounding Box, where we talk about web development, geo development, and everything in between. All right, welcome to The Bounding Box. All right, so we have a first today, people, a first. I have a return guest. I mean, he was so excited. He had to come back, right? That's how awesome <laughs> this guest is. So let me go ahead and introduce Russell Roberts. So Russell, once again, one more time, tell me who you are. What's your problem? Ooh, uh, so yeah, I'm Russ Roberts. I'm a product engineer on the online team. Uh, and yeah, I work on a whole bunch of different things between like uh, map viewer, web styles, both 2D and 3D. So those are like the, how you're going to style your features, uh, publishing your own symbol sets, um, also like fonts and labeling, whole bunch of things. So <laughs> I can cover <laughs> search, anything. So I cover a, a range of topics that we, we can talk about. So if people are familiar, Russ was a guest number one on this podcast, along with Paul Barker and Chris Whitmore. I had the like ArcGIS online rockstar team come on. Uh, basically, th those three are three people that if I need an online question answer, I'm hitting up one of those three. Then they usually point at each other like the Spider-Man meme, right? They're like, oh, you got to ask Paul or you got to ask Russ. Or no, Chris <laughs> would know that one. Like, you know, so Russ, Russ. All right, Russ, you are the online guy. You do a lot of really cool stuff there. You manage a lot of um, a lot of things, right? A lot of things going on yeah. with online, different teams, stuff like that. So what's, what's the latest and greatest things people can expect from the next online release, which is just around the corner. Oh, so that one, like, there's a lot. <laughs> uh, there's so much that's like coming into it. Uh, like, I, I even like made a couple of notes on it because there's just like so much stuff that's kind of like coming in. It's like on the 3D side, uh, bringing in hopes to bring in to uh, like scene layer editing and being able to leverage uh, what was originally released on Pro. Uh, I think the last release was uh, the 3D object feature layer, um, which uh, you could have like, uh, take a GLTF and you have like your PVRs uh, materials and be able to have those uh, leveraged within your like a, a 3D object feature class. And so we're gonna support that and publish a feature layer and a scene layer. So that will support like an editing workflow and being able to have these kind of rich looking uh, objects in your web scenes. And then for like CF for like map viewer, a whole bunch of things there as well. Um, like a big one bringing in some uh, bringing in the like pretty much the rest of the analysis tools. So we did release analysis and map viewer uh, in November or no Fe February. Yeah. <laughs> and uh, <laughs> And uh, so that was bringing up the map viewer kind of uh, to map viewer classic parity. And so we released our first round of analysis tools and we're going to add in kind of the rest of that you were expect that like you expect and that you use within map viewer classic into the map viewer. Um, we did bring introduce uh, upload uh, your own like images in map viewer as well for your like point symbols. And uh, that was originally supporting like PNGs, JPEGs and GIFs. And we're now going to leverage SVGs. And I think this is something that you worked on too, Renee, uh, on the API side. And so uh, we have a symbol server and that'll take your SVGs and convert that symbol structure into SIM. And so that way you can kind of create your own vector symbols and use them within uh, web maps. 
And so that way you get like kind of like these uh, rich looking symbols and they're vectorized. So that means you can do like color replace, that kind of cool stuff in it um, versus like with like a static image that you upload like a PNG or JPEG, they're not simified <laughs> vector. And so there's no like masking or anything uh, in that simple picture markers case. So like using SVGs and the symbol server, uh, I think it's pretty cool. I can't wait. I, it just something I started testing out that's week. neat. That's gonna be really cool. And yeah, that, that was a really great feature they got in there to uh, have it output SV and you know people will be surprised when they start using it because it takes some pretty complex SVGs and outputs something usable, right? Like yeah, it's a trick. Yeah, and so that, and that's and that's and so yeah, it's like and it's pretty it, and that's just it. Like and that's why I've been throwing at it too. Like all these very uh, like kind of complex SVGs and making sure like the output aligns with what you expect like with the image that you saw in the svg it looks just like what you're using within now with this layer uh, in the map viewer and then you're saving it to your web map and we'll retain that you know that svg will stay in your app data so that way you can use it's not just tied to one single web map or layer it's something that you know it's in the browser cache so that way you can use it across multiple you know, oh. different maps or layers. So, uh -huh, uh -huh. and then you could use it in Sketch as well too. So it's it's not just for styling. You could use it in Sketch. Oh, really? I didn't know that. Your... That's cool. Yeah, yeah. Damn, that is so, nice. Yeah. So that that's one that we we wanted to get in. We just kind of been breaking out the image upload in different steps, uh, for symbols. And so this new, next one with SVG, I think, really kind of rounds it off for all the different kind of file types and. Uh, the vector symbols are awesome. So <laughs> coming from someone that works on web styles and, you know, you would use pro to publish these vector symbols to online in a web style. Uh, now you can just, you know, take your SVG and drop it in and boom, there you go. That is neat. So yeah, a few folks are going to be using that to bust out your Inkscape and stuff and uh, start playing with some cool SVG bits. And they're great because yep. they, they, once, once they're converted to sim and stuff, they, they uh, scale really well, right? So yeah. I wouldn't go nutty because, you know, they might not, they'll look kind of weird if you just have all these complex points on the map or something, but, you know, you can do some cool stuff. So that's neat. Yeah, exactly. And, like, let's say you're using it for, like, clustering, you're, you oh, had symbols yeah. and you're using clustering, and you have all the different sizes and stuff based on your cluster scale ranges and stuff, um, or size range, like, you want them to all look crisp and good instead of like depending on the size of the like if you're using like a JPEG and it was small and then you have this like massive cluster, you might get a blurry output. So this this doesn't give you that. All right, Russ. So you also do quite a few blog posts on Esri blog. Now I was telling you before, I was reading this one. Well, okay, I read the headline, bringing order to complexity. I didn't actually read the full blog. I was a pretty bad at it but i read the headline and i was captivated <laughs> what 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 are you talking about what's going on here what's bringing order to complexity yes and this and this one has another a bunch of different like uh i'll, I'll talk about stuff that we're working on too that, that uh, we want to improve upon this too and this is really funny i published the two things before i did i did the like image upload blog post and then i like rolled this one out like a week later and Everyone wanted image upload, <laughs> and then you bring in this more complex problem as well, which is the com this uh, complexity one or bringing order to complexity. And uh, that one didn't get as many hits, but I did see like EDO kind of users and community kind of like, yes, this is like the first step into like what we want it. And so, what is it? <laughs> uh, so, what we introduced in the last release, the February release of 
uh, map viewer is to be able to uh, when you're using the type style, uh, being able to group those values into your own pretty much like categories. So like if you have like a list of 25 values, uh, I think in the blog I had like a case of let's say like I was looking at doing a forest survey uh, kind of tracking damage done to the forest. And there was like kind of two main factors. There was like insect damage and uh, disease. And uh, so those are two different types of damage done to the forest, but they're in the same feature layer and I'm styling them, but I want to break it out to the user. So that way, like when you're looking at the legend or when I'm creating order within the like type style itself, I can create this group around it. So that way I could classify like, you know, these 10 values as insect and drop it in with this group. And then the other group, I'll take the rest of those types of values that are disease based and you know, give it the title disease and drop those values in it as well. And so then that shows up in the legend. And then the next thing that we added to this as well, which also brings that order, uh, we introduced a way. So in the type style and um, in predominance, we uh, brought in the option to actually uh, display the features in the way that they are ordered within this types list. So the like whatever the topmost value within your like unique value type list was, and you had this option enabled, that'll be the topmost drawn feature within the map. And as you go down that list, you know they've drawn that same order. So like I think it was like a year ago, we introduced feature display order, um, which isn't really wrapped into any of the styles. And it was on the properties panel and it was only based on numeric fields and dates and that solved like a certain number of like use cases for users but a lot of people are like i'm using the type style this is my predominant feature this top one in my list and the top one in my legend and uh i want that to be like the most apparent feature in the map as well and so just by flipping on this switch it kind of puts that kind of ordering within the map itself and so like what you see in the legend is the same kind of like drawing order for that kind of uh, feature layer so it, it's two it's two kind of uh a two-pronged kind of approach of bringing more order into it. like you know creating these like groupings categories within the type style and making your legend more kind of descriptive and easier to kind of give it a title and a heading and then the next is that kind of drawing order so it looks like the drawing order is an opt-in option right yes like if you just want yep. like these are these are important values I want my legend to show at the very top, but I don't necessarily want them drawing the order. You don't have to, right? Everything's just kind of like set the way you yep. want. And like looking at the blog post, it just looks like you can like drag and drop uh, pieces in the legend into the groups and stuff that you want them in, which is really convenient. It's like yeah, super easy to do. That's nice. I like that. Yeah, and and that's what we want. So that was the first one, and that works really good for I think like the entry into like this ordering and grouping um with these the types values and then like what we want to do next and what we're hoping to roll out throughout this year it's bringing in more bulk actions and this was like the next thing as soon as we kind of did our user studies and even and once we rolled it out with the release too the next question and which was already on our roadmap was i want bulk actions i want to be able to select <laughs> these five values and just say boom move to this existing group or move to a new group or um the next one was especially like in that example that I listed, it's like, okay, here's my group. I just want to apply a types color ramp to this one oh, group. Okay. And so instead of having to like manually like go through each one and want to color the specific each value within that group to follow a color scheme, 
uh, we're like, cool, let's bring in the way to kind of just do a bulk kind of like coloring and styling to it. And so oh, wow. now that's interesting because that, that's like almost treating a one layer as two visually, right? That, that's just cool. Yeah, yeah. I didn't think about that. Yeah. 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 It makes it really cool and interesting. And, uh, and then another one that we want to do and pro will be doing this as well with three, two. Uh, being able to merge these kind of uh, these types together, the like we call, I keep calling them classes in my head, but these like yeah these classes within your types. Being able to take a multiples of them and merge them into a single value. So if you have like value A, B, and C, you can select those and say I want to merge this into a single value. So that way you don't have it like, let's say they're all using the same symbol, and color. And they're showing up three times in your legend. Well, hey, just merge it into one kind of single kind of class uh, within the types value, and then you get like a single row within your legend. So that's what oh, we want to do sweet. next. That's cool. That's, that's a really nice update. I dig that one. Yeah, yeah. They're like fun. They're like cool little tweaks. We we didn't have enough time to get it all in for this release, but that's like we kind of have it staged for the next kind of couple of releases. How we want to roll it out. Awesome. And I gotta ask you, Russ, because this was a, a recent change that you broke you broke search uh on the platform right you're the man responsible for why uh search works a little different than what people uh were used to right and you got a whole blog yes. post that explains yep. and stuff like that and i read the blog post but i don't understand um yeah <laughs> what, what happened to search for us why 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 the change i know the change was important but just explain what what happened there what's going on yeah yeah totally and yeah it's, it's an important change and it's one that we had to make especially as like we're growing um, so like what we were kind of noticing with the old way that search was working, we were just kind of like, uh, with, so like search, uh, layer based searching. So if you had like a feature layer, a host of feature layer or a feature layer, and you in the web maps configured, uh, a feature search based off of that layer of like, I want to look at, let's say the case that we were saying that was like, I want to look at a name or address. And it writes that kind of like kind of cont that contains query. So I want to see like find addresses, and I just want to use like kind of like a light search where uh, enter in values, and I can find like a containing value. And the way that that search would work before we had to make before we made the change was it would just be a like simple where clause with like uh, a double wildcard on either side. Uh -huh. And uh, I think it was as soon as we hit like three characters, we would kind of we'd start hitting suggestions to you as well, which would be a double wildcard, and we'd start <laughs> kind of and then you start typing in more, and then more queries would get fired off. And what we we're noticing, the traffic, if especially if your map would go viral and you had this like where clause in uh, this like layer based search going, it could cause some instability to your hive because we're doing like all these kind of like double wildcard searches and suggestions and queries, and it just starts multiplying uh, pretty wildly. <laughs> yeah. I mean, it's, just, like it's the... basically just thrashing the back end, right? You're thrashing the, the DB with all these wildcard searches and stuff, and you start yeah. things start getting wonky and whatnot in your in your apps, right? <laughs> yeah, yeah. And, and it gets, it get, and yeah, it's, it gets pretty, like, it, it can get pretty heavy at times and like, cause there's no character based matching or whatever, like pattern that was like taking place, but kind of like help it out. And so we have, uh, we were looking, looking into and like working on like full text searches. And then we started noticing like this 
this issue was like kind of growing as like maps were getting bigger, the traffic volume was getting bigger. It was a change that we were going to have to make, especially as we start looking at like maps that are being used for disaster response and like other high traffic kind of like maps that, you know, you don't want to, you don't want to cause a traffic jam for everyone. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And so we were like, okay, we have this full text search solution. So what full text does, it's a full text index. And so when you author that layer based search on the web map settings or in, um, like an instant app, it will kind of send that kind of like index creation call. And what that does, it will index that field that you have kind of authored that contains search against. And so we're no longer doing the double wildcard in that case. Uh, what it does, it's kind of like tokenizing every single kind of like uh, character, or I mean, every like set of like characters. Um, that are separated by like a dash or a space. And so when you do that search, we've already had the, the that field has already been indexed. And so we have this kind of like kind of registered of tokenized characters that we can compare against and it greatly increases the performance. And so like when we were looking at some of these like heavy hitter maps, things that would have taken like 30 to 45 seconds to return a result um, because of the complexity of the number of features, we were getting it in like, you know, a second. Nice. And the other thing too, when these, some of these bigger queries that were in the double wildcard that were taking so long, people would kind of like cancel it, retry again. <laughs> and like, and so, and just so the performance wasn't there. And so when we made this switch to it, it was just a huge leap into like the performance. Yes, we have to make a slight change in that, like how our search was performing and to being to like, with switching from like the double wildcard to like the full text um, where we had to make that kind of switch. Uh, but in the end, it was kind of like for the hopefully the greater good. Yeah. And we can always like improve it along as as we like get feedback on it. Um, but yeah, bringing stability to like the, your organizations and other organizations <laughs> was uh, a, a big kind of like, okay, we need to do this because. And it was a know. tough one too, because it's not, not the kind of thing you can kind of like transition into, right? I mean, it's either you, you do it or you don't. So there was a lot of um, notification about it. You know, this letting people know, hey, this, this change is going to happen, this release, blah, blah, blah. Yeah, the, like I said, you got the blog post uh, talking about it and stuff. So giving people a heads up. But you know, not everyone reads a blog, and everyone, not everyone's looking at the Ezra community. They they don't know, so they'll call up or hit you. Up yeah. About, hey, what's what happened here? Something's different, you know. So, but yeah. yeah, it was a hard, it was a hard one, but it was also like we, you started seeing some of the snares where you really need your data to be reliable, and you want these to searches to succeed in these like emergency situations, and you're like. Okay, cool. Here we go. <laughs> and uh, we and we made it easier. Last, so we made that change in November, and like now you can create these indexes on your fields without even creating a web map. So like the developer case, you could just go to the feature layer item itself, and you know say, oh, I want to create a full text index on like this field, and so instead of having to leverage the web map to kind of do that generation or the instant app to do that generation for you you can just do it through the host oh, cool. layer item nice I, i'm gonna try that i haven't given that a shot yet but that sounds cool <laughs> yeah yeah and then you can do yeah and you can do some cool stuff we haven't exposed it but like there's other things that you can kind of like expand out the query on full text so full text can get cool and more powerful too as we like look into what oh, we want to do next another blog post for us 
Oh, there will always be another blog post. <laughs> <That's>... <laughs> oh, nice, Pat. All right, Russell. I want I want to be respectful of your time here and just everything. I know I know you're busy. It's it's a work morning, man. Come on. Uh, <laughs> it's a work so, afternoon for me. I'm on the oh, East that's Coast. That's right. I forget about you. Oh, it's a work afternoon for you. Oh my gosh, Russ. All right, man. So, it, as usual, any tips, tricks, or anything else for uh, listeners that they want to drop? Ooh, I just say like uh, for people doing like I think my this is mine because this is my baby too. Like people wanting to do more advanced styling, like really check out my blogs. And like the Esri community, where like I'm very active as well. Uh, I'm like publishing our own web styles because and sharing them out because I want to see what people are using. Like where we now support like hatch fills on these symbol styles and map uh. viewer. Like that was a huge one, and like marker fills as well, and like randomize and you know get crazy and put a gif in there to do make something wild. <laughs> I was gonna ask, can I animate my marker fills? You can. <laughs> so when you like publish, if you publish it with a, a picture marker fill. And you're using a GIF for the picture marker, you'll get the animation properties like in Pro. <laughs> and you can set those however you want and publish them up as a web style or even just in the web map itself uh, when you're using like the advanced kind of like uh, sim symbols. And we'll support it in Symbol Styler and you could adjust them yourself. So if you want to change like the loop rate or the speed or oh. whatever, you can <laughs> tweak that kind of stuff. So there's those like kind of hidden little gems of like oh i want to show this or your marker placement like do you want it to be like a grid or do you want it to be randomized how much randomized we support that in the map viewer so it's that's cool. gonna be <laughs> awesome for water bodies and stuff like that oh man okay yeah <laughs> yeah uh it's neat awesome russ i appreciate it man thank you very much i'll be talking to you later thank you cool thanks man have a good right. day bye thank you for listening to the bounty box today please subscribe for more content